Hey, it's Brother Matt. And I'm Damien Torres Patello, and welcome to Along the Way. Along the Way. Uh, Damien, this week I get my second shot. You're, oh, oh, I got mine as well. You got yours as well. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people are waiting, and there's there's obviously some great anticipation with getting the getting the shot. Um, I'm also feeling like some sadness, and I just want, I was hoping we could talk this week's episode about kind of like grief. Yeah. Yeah. What's sad? What are you sad about? What brings the sadness upon you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like there's this great moving forward and we're all just chomping at the bit for barbecues and birthday parties and baptisms as we know them. Yes. And there's also like, we haven't, I haven't really been able to acknowledge the things that have happened, the people who've died, the jobs that have been lost, the marriages that have fallen apart in this crazy year. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we've talked about this in other episodes. I'm very glass half full and you are glass less full. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I feel in myself the temptation to like rush ahead, to rush to summer and to rush to all the excitement of what summer brings and vaccines bring and all that. Um, but there's also like an acknowledgement that I'm feeling the, the grief of the year too. Like, especially as we turn the corner on like the one year anniversary of lockdowns and deaths and all that. Yeah. I think there's a combination of like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and it can be hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the, in this week's, this week's readings, there's this miscommunication with Jesus and the apostles because Lazarus dies and they don't understand what <laughs> they're like perpetually missing Jesus. And then, and then they get there and then there's this great complexity of this beautiful relationship between Mary and Martha and Lazarus and Jesus loves them and they love Jesus and they're disappointed and they're kind of hurt by how things have happened. And I think that's can be an authentic form of prayer too, is, is hurt and disappointment with Jesus, which we think we're not allowed to be hurt or disappointed by. I think that God, Jesus, are big enough and loving enough to be able to to take that. I mean, I think they want to know that, that we are disappointed. I think if I was, when I think of our uh, my relationship with Jesus, I think of my friendships, right? Which is something we've talked about before as well. And if I had a friend who was disappointed in me or upset with me, I would want to know. Mm. I would want to know. Can I fix it? I have no idea. But I can hear you. I can hear your what space you're coming from, what truth you're revealing. Um, and I can, I can hold that. Um, and I, and I bet God and Jesus can definitely do that too. Absolutely. And I think that's played out so well in this, in this familial friendship of, you know, these three siblings that are really close with Christ and, and, and these women who say like, where were you? Like, we believe in you. We've been all in since the beginning where were this thing happened this guy that you love this guy that you love having dinner with and hanging out and sitting around the fire with and sharing stories with he died and you let him die right mm-hmm. and 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 so they don't blame jesus but there's a their faith in their relationship is complex and i i'm actually inspired by that complexity because i think i think in myself and maybe listeners can feel this way too there can be this temptation that like um you have to always be happy in in terms of God, like everything is a happy thing. And it's like, 
That's super flimsy. <laughs> that is a super flimsy relationship. Well, I think that's where then that's kind of where grace comes in, right? I think when we are feeling that tension or that push um, against uh, that, like what I would, I want to feel happy. I want to feel joyful every time I go to God about something. Um, but when I don't, I think that's where I am more ripe for grace. Mm. When I am more ready to learn more about myself, about, um, about my relationship with Christ um, is in those tense moments. Um, again, when I think of like the times that I have been in conflict with friendships, my friendships have grown because we've been able to work through it. Mm. We've become a stronger bond in that friendship. Um, and so too w- with Jesus, with God. Um, otherwise, like, I don't, I think I would feel like I would be a surface level relationship with God if everything I was bringing to God and saying to God was like, um, just, I don't know what words I want to use for happy because it's also gratitude, which is, which is always, but like, if I am just smiling all the time and just like not really going deep with God, um, sometimes going deep can reveal things that bring about that disappointment, that frustration. Yeah. And and that speaks to kind of a immaturity in prayer too, where mm-hmm. like if if you're at the dinner table with your husband or wife or Jesuit, you know, fellow Jesuit, whatever, and you can say like, I'm really upset about today. Like, here's what happened in here. I'm really upset about that. And I'm, I'm upset with you. Hmm. Like, like you said before, God can take it. God's feelings aren't hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's, um, there's something, there's something really beautiful to that. Uh, and so anyway, so I'm feeling a bit of that today as we around the, around the anniversary of the pandemic. And I think other people are too. I think collectively we're tired. We're tired of wearing masks. We're tired of being inside. We're tired of not hugging people we love. It's the right thing to do. And there's a grief as we transition maybe to some to whatever's next. Yeah, there's a mourning that has to happen. I think with any kind of any kind of loss that occurs, um, loss of a job, loss of a relationship, um, um, loss of life, absolutely too. But even in those those like small moments where something that was there is no longer there, kind of that like that that I don't know if this is inappropriate to say, but like that missing limb of your life that was once there and now it is not. There ha- there has to be a mourning process, a grieving process to that. And there is something in me that I think is a little hesitant in like wanting to get back to normal, quote unquote. Um, have we had taken the time to really um, grieve what we have lost? We've lost a lot together. We have lost a lot. Um, and are we able to acknowledge that appropriately um, and interiorly before we start jumping back into what we were doing before we hit the big pandemic pause button? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can pick up where I left off because things have definitely changed for me and for many Um, it's not that easy.
no, and I think that's there's a beautiful connection there, right? Like, is Lazarus dies, and then he's brought to life, but then he dies again. I mean, Lazarus still isn't alive, and so even even when God comes close in times of hardship, that the pain isn't taken away. Like I think about that a lot, like how how the the siblings. Like, like that one's been like a really awkward next dinner. <laughs> like, like they're, they're back having dinner together. Uh, but it didn't take away the pain. And they've, and you know, and they've said that about they, I don't know who, who they is, um, about Mary, that like she believes in the resurrection. She believes in Jesus, but her son still died. Like the, the, the pain didn't go away, but she brings that pain to her relationship with God. Hmm. And I hope maybe we can do the same thing. That's right. And I think part of that too is that there's an acknowledgement um, that someone had died. That Lazarus, even even with Lazarus's story, like <laughs> the dinner the next day, right? Like you cannot help but acknowledge that he was not he was gone, and now he has returned. Um, and so that interaction at dinner is going to be very different than it was before he had before he had died. There is no way around that. So even as much as I think we all want to go back to what we were doing. Um, before the pandemic, re- those the actions themselves might be similar. Like going to the lake might be a similar action that I did. The activity is the same, but how I am navigating that interiorly um, is going to be very different. And so we have to acknowledge that difference, I think, in order to integrate what we have learned and how we are changing after all this is is slowly um dissolves or I don't know what word to use ends well I think this conversation is as most of our conversations end in prayer and I think what a good way to end in prayer with a topic about grief and disappointment um So wherever you're at, if you are alone or with family and friends, invite them into prayer. Invite your heart into prayer right now. If you're able, close your eyes. If you're not, just look around the room and acknowledge the space that you're in. And give gratitude for this moment. Offer a moment of thanksgiving for anything that happened before this time right now. Even if it was hard or challenging, give it thanks. And take a deep breath in. And let it out. God, we desire to grow in relationship with you. And that means honesty. Give us the courage to be honest with you in our prayer today. What is a heaviness you are holding from these past few months? Maybe a relationship that ended. 
Maybe a job lost. Or a loved one who's died. Jesus knew grief. Jesus was sad when his friend Lazarus died. Take a moment and talk to Jesus, your friend. Jesus who knew grief. Jesus who knows you about what this loss has been like for you this year. How does it feel to say hard truths out loud to God? What do you think it's like for God? to receive your raw honesty. Join us again next week. For the sixth week of Lent, you know, last last time I would say, oh my God, Advent's gone by so fast. This one's kind of, kind of, Lent's kind of long. Um, so it's the sixth week of Lent and you can uh, listen to us anywhere podcasts are found. And we'd like to thank uh, Eric and Mike, our friends who make Along the Way, for producing such a beautiful show. Mm. And special thanks to Patrick Otuma at On Being for suggesting the name Along the Way, which comes from St. Mark's Gospel. And be sure and subscribe if you liked what you heard today. Um, each episode talks about something different, um, despite the episodes being for Advent or for Lent. So check out other episodes if this is the first one you've been listening to. Yeah. And remember, God loved you first. Let's go forth today and live our lives as a response to that love. Mm, amen. <laughs>